You are listening to the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network. This is the IndyCast starring Zach Guerrero and Chad Allen. Before we begin this week's interview, I want to take a moment and play a promo from our guests to give you a little context as to what we'll be discussing. Please enjoy. Wow, what a big week it's been for White Mike. White Mike seems to be everywhere. Everybody's talking about White Mike is changing the business, pushing the limits. Oh, is it is it for that whipped cream spot you did, Mike? Is it because that picture went a little viral? Is it because everybody saw you eating whipped cream out of a man's ass, pushing the limits of 2017? God, I hope Jim Cornette doesn't see it. Who was the ass, Mike? Who was the ass that was there for you to eat? Who provided the groceries? Who was just as much a part of that spot as you were, Mike? And who's not getting any of the credit? All the po- Fix the camera! Yeah, boy, yeah, boy, yeah. Hey. All the posts that I see are discussing White Mike. Is it because your little mustache was showing in the pictures? Well, my ass was showing. You think this has been good for me? You're playing it off pretty well, aren't you, Mike? Excited to put out a t-shirt. Let's take advantage of the whipped cream craze. Everybody wants to support White Mike because he's taking risks. They're not supporting Effie because they're not discussing Effie, and the spot wouldn't be there without him. I'm a serious wrestler, Mike, and I agreed to do this because you said it'd be funny. Nobody will see it. Nobody's going to see this spot. We're in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. We'll do a joke spot. And now where's my career? My career's in the garbage. My home life is in the garbage. My gorgeous six-foot-three mixed-race boyfriend won't even speak to me right now. And you know why, Mike? Because you wanted to have a little fun joke. Because you can't take anything seriously. And you know what? I've, I've held my tongue a while now. But the private discussions me and you've had, Mike, and the public will love to hear this, they've gone nowhere. I told you, I don't mind you using my likeness. I don't mind you using my image. But I will be compensated for it. If I'm not going to be able to take bookings because I'm known as the ass that got eaten, then I'm at least going to get some money. But Mike, you couldn't do that, could you? Selling those shirts for $20. Give me $20 for a shirt that's on pre-order. <sighs> Get with it, Mike. It's over now. There's no more discussion. Effie provided for you, Mike. Effie gave you all of him. And now I don't want the money or the fame or the talk or the podcast appearances like you do. You know what I want, Mike? I want your blood because you've ruined me. At the end of the day, I'm a performer, but I'm a man. And my tolerance for these things has been tested and pushed, and it's past the limit. Mike, I'm going to end your life, and I don't have an event to promote. Oh, it's not a good promo. There's no event to promote at the end. What are we going to see? Now I'm putting out an open call, Mike. Whatever promotion wants to put this up, let them put it up. The damn whipped cream feud. This is what it's come to. Mike, put your life on the line against me in a serious wrestling match if you know how to perform in one. It's Effie versus Mike, winner takes all, and I promise you, if you don't choke on the whipped cream, you'll choke on your own blood. I'm ending you, Mike. I'm ending you once and for all. Effie takes no prisoners, and the world's gonna see that Effie's not just an ass, Effie's a serious, a serious wrestler. I'm done, Alejandro, you can turn it off. Okay, okay, ya voy, ya voy. 
Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndyCast. Chad Allen, Zach Romero. What, what, were the, what were those boxers, I'm afraid to ask? Uh, they're DC bombshell ones. Very nice. So, uh, Chad Allen, Zach Romero, welcome to the IndyCast. Dozen, dozens and dozens. Uh, glad That's to be back. Right. Now, obviously, uh, you've got a bit of an interesting lead-in this week. True. We did the, some magic editing on this episode. That's right. Um, before, you just got to hear the... Uh, Post whipped cream gate, boy, have we been talking a lot about this on our yeah. social media the past little bit. Uh, that promo you got to hear was, uh, the, as I believe I worded it, the ass that was eaten. Yeah, the aftermath. Uh, the after, the the, ast, the aftermath. Oh, look um, at you! Hey, uh, uh, I've got the we've got the Effie on with us officially to uh, to kind of give the the. I don't know the other side of this one. The, yeah, the, the dark side of the this back one? side of this the story. Back, hey, uh, so yeah, so we so, to give a proper timeline, we had White Mike on the show prior to Whip Cream Gate. True. We discussed Whip Cream Gate last week, right? And now we're getting Effie on. So, ladies and gentlemen, hashtag dozens of dug- dozens. Please welcome to the IndyCast, Effie. Effie, thank you for joining us. You know, it's a real pleasure to be on the podcast, but I will say it is under unfortunate circumstances because this hashtag whipped cream gate has basically ruined my life at this point. I, I, this I, is going to be a tough episode here. I hate to think that it's ruined. Do you think you guys were the only little podcast talking about my ass last week? Uh, no. We're, we're the only podcast. The only no. little podcast we keep up with, sadly. So true. The, the, true. <laughs> we might have been the only one who spent half an episode on it. But. That's, that's probably true. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we. What do you guys know about what happened, other than the picture you saw? Well, we, okay, okay. Good journalists here. We did watch the entire match uh, of the uh, the IWA Deep South. We did watch the entire match start to finish, right? And we also obviously watched your uh, promo beforehand, where you basically set out the challenge, right? That you were well, going I to. Had to rush that promo out because what I was dealing with was an inbox full of old, dirty men which isn't really a regular for me, saying they want to see the whipped cream in my ass. They want to see the whipped cream. They want to taste the whipped cream as if I'm a one-trick pony. There's a lot of people that don't know what Effie is, and Effie has been busting his ass for the last four years down here in the dirt of the South, where everybody is, handling his business. And a lot of people look at me and say, well, that's a joke of a wrestler. That's a man in fishnet tights acting effeminate. Let me make one thing clear. I play a lot of head games. Just like your boy Triple H down in Orlando, I play a lot of head games. And I'm a serious competitor. Well, and I, and you, so this, is, this is out of the ordinary for me, and I, I, I personally, I will admit my faults. I felt peer pressure. And I fell into White Mike's dumb game. And look where I am now. Well, let's, let's delve into this a little bit. So obviously, uh, the match itself... Um, there was a bit of a grudge kind of playing, and I think it almost started um, as almost like a disadvantage to you because originally you, it was going to be a tag team match, and you had mentioned that there had been some issues, and your partner that was that uh, was planned didn't show up. So, Look, make it clear, make it clear. Oh, Justin Fireball had his colon taken out, so he went and had emergency surgery and left me high and dry against Mister Sleaze and Damn White Mike. And I said I wasn't even going to do the match. I got there. There's 40 damn people in the building because it's overpriced. Okay, we're the only thing worth watching on the whole card. And I don't even have a tag team partner. What does that look like to me? It looks like a situation where you get paid when you get there and it's not what you think and you go the hell on home. 
You know, the pay I'm getting is not covering the rest of my expenses. Did I get paid handsomely to drive out to the middle of nowhere, Alabama? Where, and let me mention this to you. My merchandise guy was not happy because they don't even sell scratch-off tickets. I pay him handsomely so he can afford his addictions. And I couldn't even do that because we didn't sell merch that night because they didn't promote the event correctly and there weren't enough people there. So I was really in a fucking mood. And I don't even know if that video... If that video with the match includes my promo, but let me tell you what my promo included when I walked out on that stage. It said, fuck this shit. And I hope that language is okay here. Oh, oh yeah, it is, absolutely. It. it absolutely. Uh, well, and, and so, for anyone who didn't get to see the, the match in its entirety, White Mike and Mr. Sleaze provided Effie with what they were claiming was going to be a tag team partner. Somebody in, who had beaten Rick Rude on Saturday Night's main event, but he did not get however, the video footage. However, yeah, the... the, the Proof of that was shady at best. Right. And uh, so Effie was tagged with this blow-up doll named Brad and uh, and still made the best of it. Now, now Effie, one thing I want to ask you is in the post-event, the, the post-controversy promo that we heard at the beginning of this uh, episode, um, you mentioned that you, know, you and Mike had kind of discussed that this sort of thing might have been a possibility in this match and that he kind of... The way you put it, that he he brought it up as like, oh, this is was, no... It was peer pressure. Right, but this, the, no one's going to see this. It's just going to be a little joke thing. And even in that match, you mentioned that you're, you know, you take yourself very seriously as an athlete. So... Well, and I, you know, I do take myself seriously as a competitor, but what I was looking at in that building was, nobody's here, and Mike casually mentions, hey, you brought some whipped cream, because they advertised a damn triple X match. We'll give them a little show, whatever. Right. I'm here to collect the freaking payday, Okay. But what I didn't understand was that he was going to be basically holding me down, basically making sure I had nowhere to go, and then sexually assaulting me in a wrestling ring. And I'm glad there's two opinions on it because it seems on one hand everybody says, oh, it's funny. This is a funny little joke spot. This is a cute little spot we can all have fun with. But on the other side, it's sexual assault. And I don't think it's very funny now. And I didn't think the word was going to get out to the world. Okay. You want to talk about viral? Talk about 500 shares on Facebook in about two hours. Talk about everybody in my friends list messaging me talking about, is that your ass getting eaten on trash bag wrestlers? Talking about, is this what you've made yourself out to be? I was booked in a damn church last Saturday night. You think those people didn't see that picture? You think my bookings aren't in jeopardy because of this crap? You think White Mike ever, ever in our conversation said you can split the profits of the money I'm making off of this? Not once. And why Mike's going to take all the credit for it. But there ain't no ass to be eaten if I'm not there. Well, let, let me ask you this then. So in that moment, let's go back to the moment Mr. Sleaze has you in this wheelbarrow-type position and White Mike is is doing the, the deed here. What is going through your mind at that, that one moment? I wish it didn't feel so good. Down the line, and I made eye contact with the poor woman in the front row, and I think she thought she was going to get to see some wrestling that night. And I realized by the end of our encounter in that ring that she was disappointed because she didn't get wrestling, she didn't get a pure fight. Let's be clear: White Mike is a perfectly fine wrestler when he wants to be, but he's playing a little game of I can just do joke spots and get away with it, and that's great. But people pay to see wrestling, and we could have had a perfectly normal match. Still had some funny bits in it, and nobody's ass had to get assaulted. So that's where I stand. 
Well, uh, I was going to say, I have a question mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of almost like a rating scale here. Which do you feel has hurt the most of the situation? The lack of funds, you, you know, like you said, White Mike is, has, uh, as of this point, what we've learned is that he has not shared any of the profits he's been making off of this with you. So is it the funds? Is it the friendship questioning that you mentioned or is it the fact that trash bag wrestlers a shameful website to put it lightly um pointed such a spotlight on this which which of those three things do you think really cut the deepest i'm going to address all three first i'm going to address the trash bag wrestlers issue i've been on there three times okay one for my ass one, because I was sitting in a beautiful lesbian woman's lap, and they thought it was funny to make fun of her. And third, because my face was so large on a poster one time that you couldn't even read the details of where and when the show was. And someone said, is this guy more important than the show? Well, look at the rest of the fucking card. Of course he is. Okay, so there's that. I don't care about trash bag wrestlers. Two, is it the friendship? Yeah, me and Mike get along pretty well when this when these sort of things aren't happening. Okay, but he's, he's going down the wrong path. Him and Timmy Lou Retton are going to be the gym nasty boys. They're going to be nasty. Look at what Timmy Lou was doing a year ago. Timmy Lou was Mr. 500. Timmy Lou was blowing up the indie scene. Timmy Lou was everywhere. What's he doing now? He's begging for bookings on Twitter. Our dates are open. That's the way to get books nowadays. So, no, I'm not worried about being friends with Mike anymore. Now, the third and the first thing you mentioned is the money and the profits. I'll let you in on a little secret. Every little jackass around Florida, in Tampa, in Orlando, in Daytona, are taking all these little shitty bookings. And I'll tell you what they're making on them. Nothing. They're not making a dime. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50. It doesn't matter. None of that is real money. When I tell people that I'm the most marketable corporate sponsored superstar of our or any generation, I mean it. I have sponsorship deals. I have companies that pay me before I ever get to the show because they know I'll show up and tell people how to spend their money, okay? It's not the promotion paying me. I get the same little dwindled shit paycheck that you guys do. I'm already paid before I walk through the door. And my merch actually sells. So if you're going to use me, let's do this the way it needs to be done. If you're going to use my image and my likeness, If you're going to sell whipped cream shirts for $20 a piece, which let's be clear, I know the deal he gets on those shirts, he's making about $15 off your dumbass for buying a whipped cream shirt. If this is going to happen, if I'm going to be brought into the limelight for something so stupid, the minimum, the absolute minimum that should be done is that I should be paid half of those profits because that ass is the paycheck. Nobody's paying to just see white Mike play with whipped cream. They're playing because they know the joke underneath. They know that I'm the joke underneath. So I should at least be paid for it. Can I tell you what I saw Sunday? Because we shared a show Sunday, we, me and White Mike, and we didn't speak. We were at Fest Wrestling in Gainesville. And what were the Gymnasty Boys doing, White Mike and Timmy Lou? What were they doing? Walking around charging people a dollar to put whipped cream in their mouth. What were they doing the previous Thursday at Dragon Con? Walking around getting people to pay them a dollar to put whipped cream in their mouth. They're walking around in their own match still playing up the whipped cream card and it's not because whipped cream is suddenly funny it's because everybody's in on the joke and the joke only lasts so long without the second half of it there because whipped cream isn't funny feeding people whipped cream isn't funny eating it out of an ass apparently is but without that second side 
your little whipped cream money's going to run out too fast. So what he should have done is paid up, made a partnership, and made this a thing that works, but we're past that point now. And I'm not touching it anymore. I'm going to fight White Mike. And I don't care if it's in a damn alley behind a big lot. I'm going to beat White Mike's ass. Because through this whole thing, all he has done is stood in front of me, laughed at me, and continued to make money off of my ass. So, you know, that actually brings up a very interesting question then. So if White Mike had... had had the business acumen, I guess, in this instance, to kind of work something out with you, would you have toured this then? Because that's kind of what I'm what I'm hearing in this instance, that if he could have, if, if like an agreement could have been made, that this could have, then, that you would have continued doing this then, to, to continue that, that momentum then. Well, it's going to continue, but not in the way he wanted and not in the way he should have taken it. Because what it should have continued with is a nice little joke feud where nobody gets hurt, Obviously, emotionally, I'm not feeling well about it, but the money's there to do it, so we'll run until it runs its course. Look at Joey Ryan. Is a sad 37-year-old man still making money off of his dick. I don't hate him for it, but let's not act like in two years that booking's still going to be there. You know, run it while you can, but then come up with something new. My Mike doesn't have the ability to come up with something new because I'm the only one with ingenuity in that group. All he said is, I'll eat whipped cream off your ass. He didn't think it would even go anywhere. Okay. So we could have had a nice little feud where nobody gets hurt, have a fun little comedy match, but that's not what we're at anymore. And I'm still waiting for the right promotion to pick it up, and I'm not going to go to some podunk-ass town that's not willing to pay us what we're worth to do it, because really, why Mike's medical bills are going to be a lot more than they can pay him to be a part of this match. Well, and, you know, after you mentioned something earlier about, you know, going to some remaining bookings that you have, and having people sort of give you a side eye because of this event. So my question to you, and, and you kind of brought this up at the very beginning, are you getting offers for bookings for companies that you would not want to work in? People that are demanding things along the whipped cream spots as opposed to you coming in as, as just a great professional wrestler. Are you finding that Absolutely. more in abundance? And they're messaging me all the time, and I'm literally, I've turned off my bookings for November because I'm not putting up with it. I got the same people. I've got bookings that I've that I've had for months that are now trying to get me to do some dumb shit like this. Can you do something sexy at our show? If people are talking, people are buzzing, come do something sexy. And really, they're just saying, can you continue to throw your career down the garbage just so you can make the people laugh one time? No, no, I can't. Once again, I'll go back to it. When I step into the room every time, people look at me and they said, that's a boy in fishnets and a glitter jacket. That's a boy acting too effeminate. That's a boy pretending to be gay. And let's be clear, I was honest in my video. My fucking boyfriend is pissed at me, okay? He's gorgeous. He's 6'3". He's half black. He's tall. He's sexy. He's got green eyes. And he won't speak to me. And you know why? Because I let another man eat whipped cream out of my ass. So no, I'm not taking those bookings. I'm not going to continue to plunge the toilet and hope this shit goes away. I'm just going to throw the whole toilet out. We're not dealing with it anymore. You know what I did Sunday night? I was in a damn dog collar match. I was strapped up to another man with 15 feet of steel chain between us, and I had my ass kicked. You know what White Mike and Timmy Lou did Sunday night? They had a little jokey whipped cream match with the ducks, and I love the ugly ducklings. I love them. But my God, don't fall into that trap. Don't fall into that little whipped cream spoof trap. And that's what I saw. I had to go out there and break my neck to get to these people. And they got to play around with whipped cream. And you know what? Those bookings will dry up quickly, boys. So have fun while you can. 
after I whoop your ass, White Mike, you won't be able to get those bookings anymore. Really, you'll have to do Bobby the Brain Heenan signings in your fucking wheelchair, White Mike. That's what we're coming to. Now, Effie, you know, prior to this controversial uh, event that is, you know, it it is a, a large part of your career now, whether we want it to be or not, you know, prior to this, you've had quite the career. You've been, like you said, no joke, an excellent athlete. So I have to ask, for an up-and-coming wrestler who maybe is taking the free bookings that you mentioned earlier and things like that, what would your advice be to a future generation wrestler? I'm, I'm going to shoot right here. And I've been shooting pretty hard this whole time, but I'm going to shoot real. WrestleMania weekend last year, a lot of people had a lot of bookings. I had some pretty good bookings in there as well. And I'll tell you, Evolve ran out of a building. And I saw a lot of people I knew at that building standing there in security shirts, whether it was 10 a.m., whether it was 3 a.m., everybody standing around in security shirts. And these aren't just people I know. These are professional wrestlers. Go ahead and put that up there. Professional wrestlers working security. How much do you think they were paid, guys? Probably not much at all. Uh, Say 30 bucks. Ready for it? Zero dollars. Okay. How long did they work? 14 to 17 hours a day. And what was their payoff in the end? What was the payoff? It was the chance to be in a battle royal that the Hardys were going to be near. Near. We're wrestling. Near. You can come be in a battle royal. This is the shit we're dealing with in professional wrestling right now. Everybody has a dream to be the best. There's only a few of us that are. I know what I'm worth. I don't take these little bookings. I know what I'm worth. I don't let somebody tell me that I need to work this show so I can work this show. Let me give you the advice. The advice is, if you are good enough at what you do, it doesn't matter if they don't book you at the little shows. Because the big shows will bring you in for what you're worth. But don't stand there with your little cell phone promo, your shitty Make-A-Wish merch, your little crappy move set that you stole from Ricochet, and act like you're going to be the next thing. They're not doing what I'm doing. And I'm not talking about whipped cream. They're doing the same thing as everybody else, and you know what? They're getting paid like it, too. Because if you're interchangeable with every other jackass and kick pads on the independent circuit, then guess what? You are interchangeable. You will get nowhere. And that's what I say to these new indie wrestlers. Come on in. Let's have a party. Stop pretending to be AJ Styles. Wow. So, now, you know... Is that too real? No, no. We... We we love the realness of it. It's because it's there's definitely something to all that. So now, now, Effie, let me ask you this. Let's take let's take the the money out of the equation. Let's take the hurt feelings out of the equation here. What I'm trying to think of how to word this. How how could you have how could you have made the whipped cream incident into a positive for you? What would it have needed to take? for you not to look at this spot with such disdain and to have it not ruin your life? Communication. And that's it. Those pictures got online because my merchandise boy, Jerome Champagne, who's with me at almost every show, took those pictures, and I put them up on Twitter as a ha-ha, it'll be gone. But Mike put them on Facebook, and somebody shared them on Facebook, and somebody shared them on Squared Circle, and somebody shared them on Facebook again. And what do we have? A problem. All he had to do was say, hey, is it okay if I post these pictures of your bare ass covered in whipped cream on Facebook? I would have said no. We would have laughed about it in five months, and we would have gone about our business. He would have gotten the bookings he got. I would have gotten the bookings I got. We would have moved on. 
Or maybe I would have said, hey, you know what? It's funny. Put it up. Let's sell some T-shirts. And I would have made money, and he would have made money. And like you said, we could have toured the little match. But Mike doesn't communicate. Mike literally just takes what everybody else tells him to do and says it's his idea. Oh, Mike, you should make a T-shirt with whipped cream on it. That'll be funny. Okay, I did it. Have you ever seen a white Mike merchandise table? Have you all seen what he tries to sell? The man is desperate for money. He's selling N64 games and Power Rangers DVDs. He's taking anything that anybody will talk about, and he's just trying to put it out there to make another dollar. He's talking about, oh, my kids are wearing Jordans to school. Over the whipped cream? Bitch, don't, don't, don't uh, inflate the finances, as we call it. The real money is in him being dead after I'm finishing the match. Okay? The positive spin is, now I know I don't have to result to these little tricky, funny, ha-ha spots. I don't have to be a part of that anymore. Okay? I can walk out in fishnets and hold my head high, and I can be a serious athlete. That's the positive. The positive spin is that I know who I am on the inside now. Now, my question becomes, you know, we've obviously, this match has been talked about and talked about, and obviously you, you had that promo that we played at the beginning where, you know, you want this match with, with White Mike, like even if it's behind a, you know, a big lot, behind a big lot. Um, has, have you heard from companies that are interested in booking it, that are legitimately booking it? And even more importantly, has White Mike actually replied that he's willing to, to, to face you now? Because I don't know if I've seen that he's, he's actually ever said that. White Mike is still saying that he's not going to be a part of this match. And I promise you, I'm down to talking to two companies right now. When they choose to go through with this, excuse me, I was choked in a dog collar match. My throat is not well. When they choose to go through with this match, the money will be on the table, and Mike won't be able to say no. And am I pulling strings behind White Mike's back with people he already knows? Yeah, hell yeah, I am. And I'm going to continue pulling them until I get what I want. But White Mike won't be able to turn down that money, and I know how greedy he is. So he can say he won't fight me all he wants, but when he sees that loser's paycheck, not even the winner's paycheck, the loser's paycheck, he'll go ahead and sign up because he might not be able to beat me, but he better get one big payday out of this whole ordeal. Well, well, you just wait. I can't tell you guys who I'm talking to right now, but what's happening is people know that this is a serious feud. Okay, this isn't just a cream feud. This is a blood feud, and they're willing to pick up on it. Well, let let me mention this real quick. You know, obviously, like I said, we had the promo from you at the start of the show. White Mike did do a short uh, Facebook Live uh, talking about uh, the the whipped cream incident, and he said that the biggest, and I'm just paraphrasing here, that the uh, biggest fallout that he had had personally because of it is that he had lost his gangster credit for for eating another man's ass, according to him. And I was curious as to what your thoughts on that were. what White Mike's Facebook live session sounded like, and you can go find it on his Facebook if you want. You ready for this? I'm just going to give it to you in about a 10-second clip. Eating yams, Cuddy. Eating bulky. Going out. We got the groceries. Bulky time. Making them money, Cuddy. That's not even coherent sentences. I don't even know how you guys got real information out of that Facebook live. White Mike didn't have gangster credit, okay? White Mike got his ass kicked by New Jack three years ago wearing an NWA shirt. There's no gangster credit left, okay? So if he thinks eating eating another man's ass in a wrestling ring is what lost him his gangster credit, honey, it died a long time ago. It died a very long time ago. But forget gangster credit. I mean, we're talking about pure life force here. Is he really going to put his life on the line? Yeah, because he's stupid and he'll do it for a paycheck. Welcome. 
Well, let me ask you this. So let's say one of these two companies that you mentioned, um, they put up the money and uh, and White Mike agrees and, and this, this, this finale to the saga that you two have built now uh, is going to happen. If you had your druthers, would you include any kind of um, addendums to the match? Like, would you want it to be a dog collar match? Or, or is there any other stipulations you would want to add, provided that money is no object and, and you have carte blanche with the company? By the way, I hope one of these companies Absolutely. is to come. Right. Go, go forward with it. What are you saying? I'm, I'm saying that, you know, if you had your choice and you could add any stipulation to a match to finish this off with White Mike, and as you said, literally murder a man, would you add any kind of stipulation to said match? And, and I made you repeat it just so I could highlight the problem. The problem is everybody wants a damn stipulation. Everybody wants a dog collar match, a fans bring the weapons match, a hardcore match, a ladder match, a whipped cream sex match. Let me tell you what Mike gets. The only way my name is going on that dotted line, and I'm not hurting for money. I've got a lot of income sources. The only way my name goes on that line, on that contract for a match with White Mike, is with no stipulation at all. Is with a wrestling match. Because Mike can do, you know, a, a total of three moves and say some catchphrases. And I'm pretty happy doing that most nights anyway. Because most of my opponents don't give me any trouble. But what I'll do is, I'll make sure he has to actually wrestle. He'll have to actually have a wrestling match with me. Because that's something White Mike can't compete in. Wow. Well, so, so, so we've, we've completely wiped out the idea of any type of, like... Major match. We're going this is right the up. Epitome of a blood feud. We're going right in with it, baby. And I'm not locking up right at the beginning. I'm going to kick his knees out. I'm going to kick his shins out. And you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to change what I'm going to do because he's predicting it. Welcome, Mike. Welcome to hell. I'm going to break every bone in your body in the middle of that ring in front of people that so much love you and in front of a group of fans that won't care about you in six months. So, and. Wow, well, let, I'm let, blown away by this. I want to, I want to revisit a, uh, you know, something that we kind of talked about momentarily. That, you know, not only has this affected Effie's professional career in wrestling, but it has affected his personal life as well. I want, I if if I may, Effie, um, how has your family reacted to to this fiasco? Oh, my dad thinks it's funny. My dad thinks it's hilarious. Oh, I heard about the whipped cream. That's so funny. Even my own parents don't take me seriously anymore. When I told them I was going to become a professional sports entertainer, they took it very seriously. My father's a huge Ric Flair fan, but now he sees what I've become, and he accepts it, and he just laughs in on the joke. Okay? Like I mentioned, my serious, beautiful, wonderful boyfriend is in the house right now, not speaking to me, in his own room, living his own life. And you know what that does to my sweet little puppy, Cranberry? It was a Chihuahua Pitbull mix. It stresses her out. And now I've got a stressed out dog. I've got a boyfriend who won't speak to me and a dad who thinks I'm a joke. You guys all want to play kayfabe, blur the lines. Look at me over here. Look at Effie. He's got nothing left. And that's the problem. When you shoot at an animal and you miss, that boy's going to catch up to you and he's going to rip your throat out. That's all I have. All I have now is to destroy what has destroyed me. You know, eye for an eye is a funny statement, isn't it? Because we're all going to be blind in the end. But you know what? I'm already blind, and I'm going to make sure nobody else can see. Wow. What does a Chihuahua Pitbull mix look like, by the way? That's... Uh, it's, it's, oh, my it's, gosh, it's, she's it's, adorable. Yeah. Listen, 35 pounds, big old ears, brown, 
really sad right now, but usually adorable. Really, you can go back and watch. You know, I did a promo for this match before it ever happened. I did a beautiful censored promo holding my dog in that video. I will. And let's be real, look through the other videos. I have a lot of sexual content because I'm not scared of who I am. I'm not scared of owning my sexuality. You look at the videos I put out, yeah, they're going to run a little bit on the rough side, a little NSFW. But you know what? That's who I am. But I'm not going to have a joke made out of something as serious as sexuality, sexual preference, and what is done in the bedroom. It's not a joke. It's real life. It's serious. And there's a lot of pain involved in pleasure. So I, I, I want to go back to your to your dad a second because you mentioned he's a big Ric Flair fan. And that your parents were uh, in, in all in favor of you becoming a professional wrestler which right. is unusual for our show normally right. uh, our guests you know have a bit of a um they they find trouble in finding support from their families and in, in making such an endeavor but go ahead so what so what what is your first like wrestling memory as a kid i mean i'm assuming it, it had to be pretty early if your parents were such big big wrestling fans Let's get into it. My father took me to see Ric Flair fight Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship in Greenville, South Carolina in 2003, right during Triple H's reign of hell. My father took me to that, and we had a great time. I even got to meet Shawn Michaels that day, okay? But you know what else I remember? I remember a fan, a fan that worked for my father in his own department store, a fan who was also a huge fan of Ric Flair. And you know what he did, guys? He hung himself in his bedroom. Because the problem with being a fan of professional wrestlers is your life doesn't measure up. Being a fan of a professional wrestler is a big, happy journey of look at what you can be at the top. And I think my dad has the same thought. Look at my boy making waves, making headlines with his ass. You know what? You know what? It's not easy at the top. It's not easy where I am. It's probably not easy for Ric Flair. And if that jackass who hung himself had known what it's like to actually be on the other side of this, to be in the glory, to have people talking about you, he would have second-guessed his choice. Because what I would give right now to not have my ass be the center of attention, and maybe we'd be discussing something more along the lines of how well I did in my dog collar match, how many ladder matches I have dominated, how many people I have taken out in the ring with vicious submission holes. Vicious. My drag queen sleeper is one of the top finishing holds in the business. I have had no one ever get out of that hold. So it's not all guts and glory, and it's not all being a young wrestling fan and having the thought. You know what it is? It's suffering every day. And there are tiny little glimmers of that glory on the other end, and they are not always going to be there for everyone. And I'm letting you know, sometimes those glories look good on the outside when everybody's talking and chanting your name. But when you have to go to bed at the end of the night and you have to live with what you did to get to that place, it's not an easy place to be in, baby. Well, Effie, you know, you've you've been nothing but upfront with us through this whole interview, and we do truly appreciate that. And, and to be perfectly upfront with you, this is the most unorthodox interview we've ever had of yeah, it. in the four years of this show. I mean, we have a whole list of questions that usually this is a lighthearted romp of a show, and, and I mean, we've discussed some serious issues. None of which we just included suicide. suicide. So people understand where I come from. Okay, this is the end of it. This is why it's unorthodox. There's a lot of boys that go out there and do the same thing every night. I wrestle. I speak. I drive. I act. I live based on how I am feeling emotionally. So if you see me having a good time in that ring, probably had a good week. If you see me getting vicious in that ring, probably had a rough week. If you see me starting the promo with "fuck this shit," I probably mean it. 
Okay, I don't have a move set. I don't have anything that holds me back. I wrestle how I am and how I feel, and it's the same way I approach this interview. If we're going to talk about something this serious, if we're going to talk about white mic and whipped cream, if we're going to get the people to get to know Effie through this situation, then they're going to know the damn truth, and they're going to know what I stand for on the inside, and they're going to see through all the colorful bullshit, and they're going to see what I really am. And do you know what that is? What is that? That is the greatest sports entertainer that will ever set foot on this planet. I know what I'm here to do. I know what I was born and reborn to do, and I will do it. Wow. Boys, I've had fun. I've had a great time. Effie, thank you so much. I I think... I think that's it. I, I, I think we're, we're calling yeah. this an interview here. Uh, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us and, and give your side of the story and give you know the truth of, of the situation and the consequences to a, a life led in the ring. Right. And, uh, and especially coming off of a dog collar match like what he had at Fest, this is... Well, you know, well although we, we've skipped a lot of our, our, our normal um, you know aspects of our show, I do right. feel that it would be right to uh, give... Effie, the floor in terms of, uh, for anyone who has seen you for the first time on this show or has uh, become aware or wants to follow your journey further as you, you know, oh. basically chase down White Mike, um, please, Effie, uh, uh, in, in the words of, of Brian Cage, feel free to get your shit, shit in. in. Where, where, can, where can people find you online? Where can they follow you on social media? Uh, please, the floor is yours. Instagram, Twitter, it's at Kill Effie because there's a lot of motherfuckers that want to. So I may as well at least give them the idea first. At Kill Effie. If you look on Facebook, it's just under Effie. E-F-F-Y, baby. That E's for electric. That first F is for fantastic. And you know what the rest is for? What's it for? It's for all those haters. It's the fuck you. (laughs) Wow. Thank you again, once again, for for joining us on on the... uh, Call. Of course, you're always welcome. You yeah. know, perhaps in a, in, in a. I just appreciate the opportunity to vent about this because it's been weighing heavy on my heart. No, and, and any way to give fans, you know, more information about this. this is true. You know, we we basically for many fans, all they got were two photos being passed around on social media. Right. So, so the ability to really paint a, a broader picture here, I think, is is just nothing but positive. And and of course, we here at the IndyCast, we we feel for you and, and you dealing with your personal life uh, right now and we wish you nothing but the best and uh, and, and, your, so. and your adorable little dog that I'm going to have to look course, up later of course so. um, mm-hmm. well y'all go ahead and plan your next interview with White Mike about six months down the line and see if you can set up a podcast in a damn hospital bed well, I I don't think we're allowed to have our cell phones on in the, in the hospital we'll, we'll make it work we'll make so, it work okay. it, in any case uh, Effie, thank you once again for being on the show. Thank you to the hashtag dozens and dozens That's of right. listening. If you have any questions or, or uh, you know, any inquiries, feel free to yes. uh, contact that Effie directly. Part, or, or this might have to be a part two. Quite who honestly. knows? Yeah, we, 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 we will keep a, we will keep a close eye on this uh, this uh, event as it as it continues to develop. And uh, and Effie, again, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. And as always, everybody, until next time, I'm Chad Allen. Uh, yes, I'm Zach Romero. And as we always say, deuces. deuces.